0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Advocacy Associates Podcast. My name is Stephanie Vance and I am the Advocacy Guru of Advocacy Associates. For those who aren't familiar with the firm, basically we work with businesses and associations that want to impact public policy through effective advocacy techniques. You can learn more about us on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com. Today I want to talk a little bit about some general tips for effective advocacy communications. A lot of times people are wondering, what are some of the best ways that we can get members of Congress and their staff to sit up and take notice? Well, in this podcast, we'll talk about some great techniques to help you deliver your message in a way that will make sure that it stands out among the hundreds that pour into a policymaker's office every day. First of all, method of communication. Should you call, email, or seek a meeting with your representative or senator? What about a carrier pigeon? Does that work? Some methods of communication are simply better suited to some types of messages than others. A carrier pigeon, however, is rarely effective. For example, a simple request to vote for a particular bill can easily be relayed over the phone, while a more complicated message might better be put in writing. Think about what works best for your message in terms of content, time, energy, and money. Assuming that you've developed a compelling, thoughtful, truthful, and positive message, you are likely to at least be listened to and hopefully have an impact, however you choose to relay it. You should choose the method that you feel most comfortable with. If you express yourself best in writing, write a letter or send an email. If you want to meet with your representative face-to-face and are confident you have a winning message, seek to set up a meeting, either in the Capitol or the district office. If you like talking through the issues, call the office on the phone. Note, though, that if it's a complicated issue, you may have to set up a phone appointment with someone in the capital office, which can be time-consuming and expensive in terms of long-distance charges. Whichever method you choose, the following are some general tips to maximize impact. First of all, remember, volume does not necessarily equal effectiveness. Highly controversial issues that are national in scope can create a flurry of phone calls, emails, letters, postcards, petitions, faxes, and meetings. It certainly sends a dramatic message when all the phone lines are busy for days at a time, people are swarming in the hallways, government servers crash due to the onslaught of emails, or an office receives thousands of postcards or form letters. Many offices will tally these communications and consider the numbers when making a decision on a particular action, but only to a point. One thoughtful and well-argued message can have more of an impact than a thousand letters or cards. The point here is not to discourage people who choose to participate by simply expressing their opinion in a phone call, participating in a postcard campaign, sitting in on a meeting, or signing a petition. Some offices do keep a list of how many people communicated on a particular topic, which may have some minimal effect on what actions a member decides to take. If you want to simply send a message to your elected official's office and aren't too concerned about receiving a response, these types of activities are just fine. However, if you want the elected official's office to either respond to your concerns or to think very carefully about the questions you've raised, you'll need to put some time and effort into a more personal, thoughtful message. Tip number two, always identify yourself. It is a waste of your time and money to send a message to your elected official's office, either by fax, through email, on the phone, or in a letter, that does not include any identifying information. This goes for paper you leave behind after a meeting as well. Be sure to leave your business card clipped to the informational material. If you're affiliated with a national organization, it is not enough to simply have the name of the organization on the background papers. The staff will be more likely to hold on to the information if they know it is directly connected to a constituent. Unidentified information will generally be ignored and thrown away. Because the main duty of an elected official's office is to represent the people who elected the member, they need to know who is trying to communicate with them. Is it a constituent? Is it someone acting on behalf of a constituent? That's information they need. Next tip, be specific. Too often elected officials' offices receive vague, unspecific comments like, we should pay less in taxes, or the EPA should stop picking on my business. This leaves the staff person who reviews the comments wondering which taxes or what business and what actions is the EPA taking? These types of communications usually receive a very pro forma response, something along the lines of, gee thanks, I'll keep your views in mind. To be more effective, you must ask your representative to do something specific related to your position. If you know of a particular piece of legislation, ask him or her to sign on as a co-sponsor. If your concern is with an agency action, ask him or her to send a letter. If you know there's going to be a vote soon on something you care about, ask him or her to vote the way you think best. Sometimes policymakers will disagree with your views, but you may be surprised to learn how often they agree. If you ask them to do something specific, you'll have a much better chance of making a difference. Another tip, prioritize your requests. If you ask for too many things without making it clear what your top priorities are, the elected official's office you're talking to may feel overwhelmed and be unable to identify a few key areas on which to expend limited staff resources. Let the office know what actions need the most attention in the short term. Better yet, try to time your request so that you are not asking for more than a few things at once. Offer to be a resource. Because they must, by necessity, be generalists, elected official staff are usually not experts in the issue areas they cover. They are always turning to trusted outside experts to gain a better understanding. Knowing that there's someone in the district who really understands patent law or ancient fishing rights or how to build a widget can be very helpful. If you are an expert in your field, let your elected official's office know that you are available to answer any questions they may have. And finally, be polite. You know the old adage, you get more flies with honey than with vinegar? That applies to your dealings with people in elected officials' offices as well. Whether you are phoning, writing, or visiting in person, you should always be polite. Yes, these individuals are paid with tax dollars. Yes, they do work for the citizens of the district or state they represent. But is that any reason to treat them poorly? And how is that going to further your cause? Even though you may be frustrated with government, try not to treat every phone call, letter, or meeting as an adversarial situation. In fact, try to see things from the perspective of an elected official staff person. There are days in an elected official's office when every phone call is from someone who is absolutely furious and who feels it is appropriate to reduce, reduce the person answering the phone to tears. The letters that can come in can be even more volatile, complete with name calling and threats. Even if you think the member has done something incredibly stupid, do not berate the staff. Not only is it inappropriate, but it makes them far less likely to want to work with you in the future. You can be forceful about your views and opinions without being rude. Try to disagree without being disagreeable. Well, that's it for some tips and techniques for communicating with your elected officials. Stay tuned to the Advocacy Associates podcast because we'll be providing you with more useful ideas for getting heard on Capitol Hill or wherever your capital may be. Thanks so much for staying tuned, and please visit us on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com.